0: Welcome to the Thursday edition of Nurses Out Loud with Nurse Michelle. Do you have kids going off to college for the first time this coming fall? Do you, are you on the population that has had a class of 2023 high school graduate and you're sending your first college student out into the world? Or is this maybe your second or third time sending a college student out into the world? Well, if it is, you know how challenging it is to make sure that you're getting them ready for what is needed for their fall departure and that this is such a uh, big time for them. I hope that if you do have one that is going away to college, that it is because you know that they know why they're going to college and they know what degree they're pursuing. They have a direction that they want to go And they're not just going off to have a college experience because in the community of world that we have been raising our kids in, you know, college is not something you go to experience. You go to college so that you can actually accomplish a goal that you have for yourself and you know what that goal is and the goal is defined. And usually it is a career path or it is a degree that, you know, is necessary to accomplish a degree. And you're counseling your kids that if you're confused, not sure, not quite sure what you want to do with your life yet, it may be time to get a good job and rotate through a few jobs over the next year instead. But for those that are graduating kids with the intent of going off to college, um I can bond with you on both sides. I've graduated 5 of my 6 kids out into the adult world or college, and more of them have gone off to college than did not, but some with some medical issues and learning challenges took a slower path into academia than the their siblings did. But one thing that was was true for everybody was the work of getting that transcript and all the information to the colleges that they were interested in and writing their college letters and things like that. And once they're accepted, then you have the list of things that the college wants pre-admission before they come into their dorm experience and getting their financials all in order, et cetera. And here we are on the post 2020 era where we're dealing with people who have we we've seen what colleges are capable of, the mandates that are out there, and on my um, Instagram platform, if those of you out there who have Instagram who have not followed me yet, be sure to follow Nurse Michelle with one L, M I C H E L E dot R N R N for registered nurse. Um, but if you're out there following me, um, you may notice that there's a lot of talk right now about college requirements that are coming up, and parents that are out there that were already, let's just say, used to going with the flow that if the college said your kid needs to be updated on a vaccine or something, you might have just gone and updated them. But ever since the COVID 2020-2021 mandate came out, you are looking at things a lot differently and you're looking at that mandatory vaccine for college a little differently. And if you recall, if you don't know this yet, first time graduate parents, you may not realize that most of these colleges are going to be requesting a copy of your child's vaccine record. And they want to see that your kid has gotten every vaccine that they were ever supposed to get for going into college, but one of the vaccines that they really do want to make sure your child had is the meningitis, the meningococcal vaccine, and it's likely that you may not have gotten it for your child during their elementary, middle school, or high school experience, and here you are putting them in college, and now it's time to face the choir that is going to be asking for records, and we already know that we have to deal with facing covid vaccine mandates and in a few minutes we're going to talk about nocollegemandates.com and the colleges that are out there that are not demanding of the parents to have the and the students to have their kids covid vaccinated but for right now we're just going to deal with just the fact that the colleges require their students to be admitted because of the meningococcal vaccine, okay? So they don't want outbreaks in their colleges of meningitis. But I do want to let you know that there's probably around 6,000 colleges in the United States. And between the years of 2011 and 2019, we had a few campuses, just a few campuses that ended up with an outbreak of meningitis. And that was probably around 50 colleges of the 6,000 that actually had some outbreaks and only very few cases of actual kids getting meningitis. So it is not a big deal if kids um, happen to come down with meningitis in college, it's a rare thing that happens. You would more likely hear about a major STD breakout in a college than you're going to hear about a meningitis breakout. But remember, we live in America. We do not live in a third world country. Our medical institutions know how to treat meningitis. Okay. So if your child gets sick at college and it looks, I mean, obviously if they're sick, we need to make sure that they are checked out. And if they're positive for meningitis, we're just going to get them treated for meningitis like we would for any age group. Okay. But let's go back to where the colleges are talking to you, the parent about what you've got to get to them. So you're calling the colleges on a regular basis, getting the list of what's the to-do list before they move in in the fall And somebody on the other end has said to you, um, we need your up-to-date vaccine record. Okay. So the person that's on the other end that you're talking to is more than likely between the ages of 18 and 21. They don't know anything about vaccines. And I I don't mean to hurt your feelings out there if you're between the ages of 18 to 21, but the majority of nurses and doctors in our medical profession know very little about vaccines in general. And they certainly don't know the average number of vaccines that children get these days between the ages of zero and 18. So why would I assume some 18-year-old to 21-year-old working for pretty low wages probably in the college um, just to make their help make ends meet while they're a student there in college knows a thing or two about vaccines, okay? So whoever is telling you, first of all, that you need the vaccine record, they're just doing what they're told, which is telling you to make sure your kid has their up-to-date vaccine record. So the first thing you're going to ask them when they do that is, um, well, we are not going to be getting any up-to-date vaccines anyways. Let's say they may have notified you that you're going to have to get an up-to-date COVID vaccine, or they're calling you back after you've already submitted the vaccine record, and they're letting you know that your child is not up to date on something, probably the meningitis vaccine, and they do get touchy about the DTAP, the DTAP. So let's say that they're notifying you that one of these vaccines is not up to date and you are of the mind that says, you know what, I don't think I'm going to get these up to date vaccines for my kids. And you say as much to the school. Well, the person on the other end, like I said, is probably 18 to 21 years old. They're not well-versed in this topic. And when you say to them, no, we are not going to be getting any up-to-date vaccines. And let's say, you know, to go ahead and request the religious accommodations document, you may get an answer from that person on the other end that says, well, if they don't get their vaccines up-to-date, they're not going to be allowed to. And you can just fill in the blank with all the things that they may say your student is not going to be allowed to do. Let's say not be in the dorm not be able to take showers in the dorm, not be able to have a shared apartment or dorm. Um, There's a potential for not participation in an athletic event or something like that, or athletic programs or band or whatever activities, sorority rushes and fraternity rushes. They may have so many requirements on the students that they've imposed the vaccine mandates all the way through every social activity your student may have. And you may be tempted to feel a little bit threatened, but I want you to remember that we're just talking about basically ignorant people on the other end of the line telling you what you have to do. So I want to encourage you to remember that courage is rare and it is contagious. And I want to help give you an injection of courage. I want you to practice in front of a mirror if you're more of a shy person and practice saying things like, No, actually, we're not going to be getting those vaccines updated. My son or daughter's vaccines are adequate where they are, so we're not going to be updating them. So I'm going to be asking you for you to give me a copy of your religious accommodation document. And when you say that, for the most part, I can pretty much guarantee you that they're not even going to know what you're talking about. And they may say something like, well, I don't know anything about that. And your answer will just simply be, well, then how about you give me to somebody in authority that does actually know what it is? And you can put your snark on and be, you know, authoritative or whatever. After all, you are the parent. You are possibly the paying customer. Now, where we come from, we do not pay for our kids' colleges, nor were our colleges paid for. My husband, I paid my way through college. And we got married while we were in college and my husband took eight years to finish college and I basically essentially helped finance paying for his college. So we never had anybody handed education to us on a platter. It was something we pursued. And to be honest with you, Nurse Michelle's opinion is that that is something that we need to make it go back to that. If you're an 18-year-old thinking you want to go off to college and have some wonderful college experience on mom and dad's ticket, well, no wonder we have so many entitled kids with so many problems and dropping out of school and wasting a lot of mom and dad's money. Maybe you're a person who just has a good, good bit of wealth and you think, well, why wouldn't I go ahead and pay for my students' colleges? Well, actually, the colleges are counting on people like you to say things just like that. But if it really were to turn to... The only people that are allowed to finance schools are the people taking the classes. We might actually see a reduction in prices because I actually could afford to pay for my own college. I mean, I worked a full-time job. I had to collect my money. I had to have my money ready for my books and had to have my money ready for my tuition. And it was all my own to do. I mean, whatever scholarships that were out there, I had to do the work of applying for those scholarships so that I would bank them and use them as needed. I remember the pressure of what it felt like. But you don't goof off in a class that you paid $800, $1,000 for. You don't lose or destroy a book you paid $200 for. You know what I'm saying? So parents that are out there who maybe just always assumed it was your responsibility to pay for their college, you might want to just reevaluate that, especially for the child that is possibly been the rebel or the problem or the person who doesn't really know what they really want in life yet. They're confused and they're very likely going to go off and maybe party or um, find find sure enough, find their way, but maybe directed by somebody else. So that's just one thing just to go as an aside that you've got you are very likely either the funder or your student is the funder of their education and We've got a school that's potentially mandating your student to be required to have a medical procedure in order to have an education. So we have a problem, Houston. Right. And we should see it that way. And we should be willing to practice saying in front of a mirror that when somebody says something like um, your son is going to have to have the vaccines or else, you know, fill in the blank. You say to them something to the effect of, are you saying to me that your college and you are discriminating against my son because he did not have a specific medical procedure done and just pause and look at them and let it linger in the air and let them squirm a little bit and feel uncomfortable because we know that the left is very much about trying to guilt, let's say the right about not being accepting enough about certain things. Okay. So we're in a culture right now that is very receptive to not wanting to be associated to, I exclude, or I discriminate, or I judge you, right? So turn it around on them and say, you know, are you discriminating? And I think it would be a good power hand to play a chess move to play with the, uh, with the college. Okay. So let's say you get to the point where you're past that point and they have given you your um, religious accommodation document that that college has created. Now, some of you may know that I did have three kids graduate in 2020. Two of them were of the right age to be graduating And one of them was ahead of her, um, her brothers and had finished an associate degree while in high school, because in Georgia, you could could take as many dual enrollment classes for free in high school as you wanted. And she started taking classes in when she was 14 years old in ninth grade. Um, But now they've caught on that homeschoolers took really good advantage of this free college because she finished probably 90 hours of college for free on the Georgia state um, ticket. But now my youngest son, who's about, who's 15 years old, who will graduate in three years, he's only allowed to get 30 free college hours out of the state of Georgia. So anyways, I had three kids graduate in 2020 and they were 16 years old. She turned 17 right after she finished her degree. And then the two boys were right about to be 18. So they were 17 years old and they launched into the whack world of 2020. One of them went to a state college. One of them went into career and one of them went into a private religious college. And the experiences were completely different. My son who went to the state college, there was more of a military like college that he had to stay in his dorm during the lockdowns. He had to do classes on his laptop That means he's living in a dorm where the classes are just, you know, a block away and he could not even go into the building to get his class. And if he left his dorm room, he had to have a mask on where my daughter, who was just a few minutes away from where he was in a private college, didn't experience a single mandate whatsoever. She lived a completely normal college experience in that private college. Now, when she got into nursing school, something happened that we would learn was happening across the country, and that was medical facilities where the nursing students were going to fulfill their requirements for their clinicals. Like if you have a student pursuing nursing school or med school, they're possibly going to face this kind of obstacle. So perhaps you've been able to get through getting, being able to say, I'm not going to get some of the childhood vaccines for up to date for college entry. But now that they're wanting to go into a medical program or nursing program, the pressure's on again, the heat is on. Now the clinical situation for my daughter, they said they wanted to require a vaccine mandate for the nursing students. And it was quite rigorous. I mean, it was several pages of inquiry and I resent every single word of the entire thing. It was unconstitutional. It was unlawful, but they did it anyways. And in her college's case, because it was private and a religious college, they went ahead and wrote the the nursing students a religious exemption for them. But we did our own. And I'm going to say to you some things that you should do for your own as well. And you you better be prepared to fight, okay? And if you don't have a fighting personality, I want you to receive some strength from me and encourage you to, if you if you fight better from a phone from home versus in person, if you're less likely to be intimidated, do this all by phone. But when you're at the point of the early entry into college and you're having them look at the childhood vaccine schedule, you would simply say, you know, I want the religious accommodation documents, right? And you got them. And let's say that you get those documents and you realize that there's a lot of inquiry on there. One of the most important statements I have told people that I think they should put on any religious accommodation document is the first words would say to whom it may concern, this letter serves to notify you that I am invoking my right to religious accommodation under title VII of the US Civil Rights Act. Okay, that's a mouthful, but you know, you can listen to this on podcast when it goes to podcast and hear me say that again, but what I am basically saying to them is that first of all, I'm not asking your permission to not get a medical procedure done to me. I'm invoking my right to do so. And that's under the religious accommodations law, that you can't make me do something against my religion. Now, there are lawyers out there that are working to try and change some rules that should be nationwide, and every state should accept this, that we should not be having to have two choices. Either you submit to the tyrannical rules of whatever institution is mandating any kind of vaccine on you or your family members, but that if you don't want to get that vaccine for any reason, whatever it may be that you've done your reading and your research and you've decided you don't trust the vaccine industry. So you are looking for a way to not have to get those vaccines. Well, you have a right because this is America, you know, you have a right to not have to do that. And some could say, well, yeah, sure. You have a right not to do it, but you're not going to get an education here. Well, you know, let's put on the brakes here, Buster. We have a problem. If you're going to start threatening me and my ability to pursue an academic pursuit. So, On my daughter's form, they also did ask for her religious authority's name, let's say her church name, and a phone number contact for that person as well. Well, in the world of Nurse Michelle, no, you are not going to be asking for my preacher's name and phone number, and you should not give them your preacher's name and phone number either because your preacher is their own autonomous human being who can make decisions for themselves about what they interpret about their religion you are an autonomous individual your your child is as well they are quite capable of just saying my body is a temple to me and i believe that the lord is housed therein and i have made a decision that i'm never going to take cocaine i'm never going to take heroin i'm not going to drink ex- alcohol in excess I am not going to do certain things that I know are harmful for my body. Maybe I don't want to smoke cigarettes or cigars, right? Likewise, you can choose not to have something injected into your body. And you have to ask yourself, how much do I even know about what is inside that vaccine? I'm entertaining the possibility of injecting into my body. And believe it or not, some of these colleges actually asked, and my husband's um, company even did this as well. Do you take ibuprofen and do you know everything that's inside of an ibuprofen? Okay. So yeah, your average person isn't out there looking at the entire active ingredients list or the inert ingredients list of ibuprofen or Tylenol. But some people do. There's a lot of people who are out there who are label readers and maybe have already decided they sure enough don't want to take ibuprofen, but just because you may be willing to take an ibuprofen that has various sundry ingredients in it does not mean that you know what's inside of the, let's say COVID vaccine or meningitis vaccine or any other vaccine. And if you've done your research, you may not, you may see words because you're not medical that you don't recognize and you wonder what it is and you think, gosh, this is really heavy. I've got to really dig deep. So people just will lean on maybe their pediatrician or somebody else to trust them and let them just say, just trust me, you need it. Okay. No, that, that really isn't the way we need to be operating in our lives. We need to know what we're putting in our bodies. We need to know what we're injecting into our bodies And if you even smoke, you know, there's people who have smoked their whole lives and never gotten lung cancer. I hate to break it to everybody out there, but it's just reality. And there's commercials out there for smokers that supposedly birth babies that are highly premature. But here's reality. There have been plenty of people who smoke and their babies are not born premature and their babies are not born with learning disabilities and their babies are not born with problems. Okay. It's just reality, but there is an agenda out there and I'm not pro-smoking, I'm not at all for saying that at all, I'm just saying there is an agenda in general out there and we all need to do our due diligence. So when you have your own kids going off to college and they're asking for you to get something injected into your student or yourself, it's time to take a pause, right? And you are invoking a right that is yours to have and you do not owe them your explanation of your understanding of every word of the religious book you may use. Let's just say the Bible that you have to somehow know how to articulate throughout the Bible, how you can justify saying no, you're going to say no because you're an autonomous individual who your conscience is leading to do so. Okay. And I want you to get those words, practiced and write them down and practice saying them so that you can defend yourself. If you feel like you don't know how to defend yourself. So anyways, let's say you make it through that and you get when somebody asked for our pastor's religious name and phone number, we made sure to give them, oh, you want our religious authorities contact name and number? Well, it's J-E-S-U-S-C-H-R-A-S-T and his phone number is G-O-D. Call him. Okay. And you can be snarky. In fact, you can say that to somebody. You want my religious authority's name? Okay, well, let me give it to you and just say it just like I just said it and put your thumb and pinky up to your your mouth and your um, ears at like a telephone and say, call him and just pause. And say because you know that's that's the only contact you're going to get. You are going to give me a religious accommodation. Let's say they're not going to do it. Well, they need to hear from you that you are not interested in financing anything for this school, this school. We need to find another school for our student. You are not going to get a penny of our money because you are discriminating against my child because of their choices to not have a medical procedure done with them. They need to hear words like this probably not the 18-year-old peon, even though it'll give them a good dose of medicine to hear a thing or two that has some strength in it. You might just give them a little injection of courage yourself. Maybe they've never thought of it themselves, pretty much likely have not. So you can give them a dose of some uh, information that you have and give them some bravery. But for the most part, you are there as a parent to fight for your kids' right. And after the break, we're going to be discussing... No college mandates.com and how it can help you and how you can make better choices. It's not too late because fall isn't here yet for you to reevaluate what college your student is going to. You need to know where your college stands on these issues ASAP, okay? Is there going to be any requirements for this vaccine? Because as far as we know, through no college mandates, there's only 150 colleges that do not have any mandates. Okay. So you're going to be dealing with some kind of mandate. You need to be strengthening your student and letting them hear stories like what I have shared already on my show of a NCAA softball player who actually is, you know, severe handicap, medical trauma, and duress after having to get it because the NCAA required it of her to continue playing softball for her state college. So, we do not want that to be your students' story. We do not want it to be anybody's students' story. So, let's get informed and be ready to armor up and make sure that we're sending our money to the colleges that we want to support who are for pro-American, pro-constitutional, pro-rights for the American citizen. So um, remember, Nurses Out Loud is only able to be brought to you because of our sponsors here on America Out Loud. So please be sure to check out our sponsors. And you can find that on any of the pages of americaoutloud.com. And when you go to americaoutloud.com nursesoutloud, you'll also see all of our sponsors there. And that's anything from TWC, getting your spike recovery to the people you know who've been vaccinated. And also whether it be for naso oral sanitation or whether it be for the Genesis Fogger. And we will talk about more of those things after the break, but be sure to check out our sponsors, please. It's time and this is world. the pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula. With the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Here on America OutLoud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet, we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing. Leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty, and justice for all. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. I wanted to pick back up where we were discussing the vaccine mandates for the college students and how you can fight it and wanting to encourage you to be brave and to fight any mandates being pushed upon your child, whether it be for the COVID vaccine that we've all discussed a lot about over the last year, but specifically about the childhood vaccines um there is a real big push for your student to make sure they do not they're not negligent in ha- not having their meningococcal vaccine when they come into college so you're probably very likely going to face that kind of pressure but i want you to know that if you were to go to helpfightmeningitis.com it'll even say although mening- meningococcal disease is uncommon uncommon happens by educating yourself on how meningococcal disease can become a campus outbreak and how these certain groups of meningitis can actually be spread around. So the way that meningitis Is spread is through coughing, sneezing, smoking, kissing, sharing, eating utensils, drinks, and smoking devices, and living in close quarters. Well, I mean, pretty much like we all live all the time, all of our lives, in a family or anywhere else. But they're making the point that you know it's a dorm, right? There's going to be kissing, and there's going to be sharing of food, and they're going to be smoking things, and there's this higher incidence. But interestingly enough, in 2011 through 2019. Of the 6,000 colleges that we do have in this country, there were only 13 campuses that had any outbreaks of meningitis, and there were only 50 cases, okay? And they do mention that there were two deaths. So I would have to look into why did those two people die, but I would say uh, it's possible that it's because the college or the student, somebody failed in recognizing what the child had, and it's very likely the kid was possibly vaccinated. And it's very likely that they did not gain access to adequate medical care. Okay, so interestingly enough, they're only vaccinating for a particular type of meningitis. It's meningitis B, and there are other types. There's Y, W, and C. And there's others that show up that are not even that we're not even gonna additionally go into about the other types of meningitis. So I had kids who all got meningitis when there was an outbreak in Huntsville, Alabama, many years ago, and they all had the tight necks and really severe headaches, and we all got quite sick. And there were children who were hospitalized with it, but our my kids, I had five come down with it all at one time. We were all just able to be treated at home. Okay. So we are not in a third world country. It can be treated at home. And interestingly, they, even this website, you know, make sure that you understand it's uncommon. So there's plenty of data, even on the supporting data's website to support. There's no reason to get your child an extra vaccine unless you know something really good about it. And unless you have no intention of checking your student out of college, if they come down with it, okay? And the COVID vaccine, I think we're all pretty well versed in understanding why we want to resist that at all costs, okay? Okay. So I wanted to tell you something about just bravery in general before we go into NoCollegeMandates.com. And NoCollegeMandates.com is obviously a brave institution that is out there fighting a battle that they were unique to fight. And I'm very thankful for it. I've done a lot of sharing of their content with thousands of my followers who have benefited from this website. But before I go into that, I just want to tell you a story that when I was away in Ohio, just Last weekend for a wedding, my 15-year-old son got a chance to play baseball with one of his cousins up there. He got to be a pitcher for their team for the weekend at a tournament, and he loved doing that. But during a game on one of the fields, there was a sign that was right behind the catcher and the pitcher and the batter and the ump. And I I love photographing everything that's going down, and I was having to... I was so annoyed by that sign. I was like, why would anybody put a sign right there?" And I just thought it over and over. I probably whined about it out loud a few times. And I heard a lot of other people talking bad about it as well. And we were all trying to maneuver ourselves to where we were going to sit during the game because of that. So a game goes and starts another one. And this particular game, I decided I was going to just read what the actual sign said because it had failed to actually get my attention for what it had said up to this point. And what it said was that it was actually an advertisement for um, portable scoreboards. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Portable scoreboards. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Look at that sign. It is put on with Velcro straps onto the caging of the behind the umpire. And I bent over to my husband. I said, that thing is removable. And I am by golly going to remove it. This is ridiculous. That sign is not important. It needs to be moved about 20 feet to the left. It can still be advertising. It's not even for the facility. I am going to remove that thing. So I, as soon as there was a chance, I got up and I started tearing the Velcro off. And my husband ended up having to dash into the area where the dirt was to catch it because it was stuck on the other side. Interesting that they did that. And then we moved it about 10 to 15 feet to the left so that it was in a reasonable place that anybody could have seen their children playing the ball. And it wasn't a problem. And it was still able to advertise for the company that put it there. Okay. I didn't do any damage to it whatsoever. I just simply moved it. But what is interesting is I was surrounded by all these people that were on the other team that just uniquely happened to have the foul mouth and were cussing out various sundry things. They were drinking. They were very bold. And they had complained about it as well. They showed themselves to have personalities that were strong, right? But when I took down that sign, these people who had been really strong about who they are as people, they just erupted in cheers. They were so happy. They're like, oh, thank goodness. Somebody removed the sign. I was That sign was so annoying to me. And I'm so glad you did that. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I said out loud, I said, it's just like COVID. Everybody knew something was wrong. Everybody had something to say negative about it, but nobody did anything about it. And I said, I just got up and did something about it. I said, this is just like COVID. And it is. And honestly, I felt like an idiot because I sat through an entire game filming around it. It ruined several of my photos because it was right there in the shot. And I didn't even think about the possibility of being able to move it. And I I want to have you just think about that for a moment, that even strong personality people, people who would pride themselves possibly on being bold and outspoken, they did not get up and do the simple act of moving it from Velcro straps. Okay. It The sign even advertising portable scoreboards is what kind of smacked me in my face and said, it's portable, Michelle. You can actually get up and just go portably move it. You can move that thing. And so I did it. And I just wanted to remind you that be the person who moves the sign. Have you gone into stores or inside of bathrooms and you close the potty door and there's still one of those COVID signs still sitting there? Be the person that can remove it. You know what I'm saying? Um, be the person who can stop the propaganda in its tracks. You have the power to do it. I'm not asking you to you know, destroy property or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, the six foot distancing signs or the ridiculous signs that are still out there in public. If you have an opportunity, move them, make them disappear. We need to make sure these things disappear and, and be the person that moves the sign. Okay this is how it applies to no college mandates and college in general is that, you know, we're sending our kids off to schools. I I hope that you won't be sending them off to schools that you know are on these websites that are telling you they're going to be mandated. There's a lot of kids who lose their identity for who they are in college because they maybe didn't go there with a clear sense of their own selves before they went there. And we don't really want that to be, Um, the future, uh, the next generation of kids running this country, uh, you don't need to find yourself at college, okay? You can find yourself actually working a job and finding out you don't like a job. You can find yourself um, doing some hard labor. We've got my 15-year-old working this summer in Georgia. It is going to be hot. He is working in construction this entire summer. He's already learned so many wonderful skills already. And that's after a year of working for Chick-fil-A. And I would say that he he learned what he needed from Chick-fil-A and it was time to move on to another job where he could learn some man skills. And yes, there are man skills. I want my boys to be able to fix their own things when they have their own homes one day. I don't want them to have to, have to pay somebody fix- to fix a hole in sheetrock or to pull some wire from some electrical. If they want to put some cabinets up for their family, I want them to know how to do that. If there is a plumbing problem, I li- I would like them to have worked with some plumbers to know something. And I would like all of you to be encouraged to inspire your kids and your grandkids to do that and find ways for them to apprentice or get some of those hard labor jobs that will um, form some character in them and help them find themselves. Uh, My son has an interest in architecture like I do. And I told him until he figured out what he wanted to do, I said, mom is just sure that you are either meant for the law or architecture. So I have him volunteering this summer with a public defender, and he and I are going to go there and do some public defending uh, with the people who can't afford legal help and let him see if he likes the law. And this summer, let him find out if he likes anything to do with construction and architecture. So you know try to use those summers through their high school to do something that's more than just a job that, you know, gives them a, some bucks in their pocket to buy whatever they want. But moving on back to the college mandate situation, okay? Um I ran into somebody at that ball game whose daughter had really suffered. She had apparently some mild anxiety before the lockdown, but during the lockdown, she really her anxiety, he said, got really bad and she would he's she spent all her days doing her school in a closed bedroom not among peers or friends and then the vaccine mandates and the mass mandates came out and he said it just exacerbated the mildest form of anxiety into a really almost like ptsd form of suffering for the girl And she's needed a lot of help since then. And I wanted to get them on the show, but he said that she was very private and did not really want to get her name and story out there. And I said, well, I'll just use it as an anecdotal story to tell my audience, because I think it's really valid to say. So she got her vaccine. They regret that they're not getting any more boosters for their family. And she's suffering with, the need for a lot of counseling after the lockdowns and the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates. And we've talked about the Darwinian influence of the schools and the pressure that the kids feel from their peers in previous po- uh, podcasts. And you can go back and listen to some of Nurse Michelle's other shows to see what is what am I talking about? Because I believe all public schools, all school environments for the most part are Darwinian in their nature that it's for the survival of the fittest you know, are you pretty enough? Are you smart enough? Are you popular enough? Etc. cetera. But it's not that this girl wasn't any of those things, but what I would want to put her in a category of is, is she one of these sensing and perceiving people? Instead of thinking of it as I have anxiety, I'm a weak person. I have a weakness. I would dare say, look at it instead as a potential strength that you have. Perhaps you've heard about the canary in the coal mines that when the men used to have to go in and work in the coal mines, they would bring a caged canary, group of canaries in there. And the reason they would do that is because the when the oxygen would start to diminish and the CO2, I, I believe that's what it was, that would increase, it didn't have an odor. So the oxygen, the it was becoming dangerous for the men working down in the coal mines. So if the canary died in the cage, that was evidence that the oxygen was diminishing in the atmosphere and that it was just a matter of time before the humans were going to have an oxygen problem. So the canaries were sacrificed for the sake of the men that were working there. And yes, 99% of the people working down in coal mines were men, men that we know are DNA full of muscles and strength. Okay. So the coal mine situation I give you because This young lady may actually be like a canary in the coal mine. It's not that she has a weakness, but that she has a strength of perception. And perhaps she was just so tuned in to the news, to her family's anxieties and stresses around this whole lockdown, the job losses, maybe even the vaccine mandates, perceiving the feelings of her peers and what they were going through. I think I'm a canary myself. I think she's a canary. I don't think I suffer with anxiety, but my point in saying that is, is that I'm a person that when I look at her, if you go out to eat with me, I'm going to sit there and enjoy the menu longer than you want me to, okay? You want me to order food, but I will not have even gotten halfway through the menu because I am literally savoring every word of the description of the food. And my body is even having what's called peristalsis. My digestion is actually acting like it's digesting the very food that I am reading because I'm that sensitive. If I drink a glass of wine, I can feel it as it goes through one part of my bloodstream. And as it crosses over and comes back to my heart. I've always been that aware I don't drink but a very tiny bit if I ever drink a glass of wine because I'm that sensitive. So when I took a Myers-Briggs test, if you haven't ever done this with yourself, there are free tests online. You should do it for yourself and I would encourage you to do it for your high school kids and discover, you know, who are they? You know, what is it about them that makes them tick? Where are their strengths and their weaknesses? A lot of our strengths do kind of get really close to our weaknesses. And there's a lot of sensitive people in this world that are aware of things and perceive things that other people just don't perceive. You know, I can actually feel things in my body that most people maybe aren't able to feel. And there's an there's actual medical terms for people who can do that. So of course, people like that are going to be more sensitive and those should not be the people that were shoving vaccines down. And these are kids that are going to grow up and go off to college who are going to have to face these kind of mandates. So let's be conscientious of that. Let's do some Myers-Briggs testing on them at our home. It's free online and there's smaller versions and larger versions of it that are free, but it's worth doing so that you know your kids better and can help them look at, you know, what careers are good for an ENFJ. I can't remember what all the letters stand for, but... Um, once you figure it out, it even says things about relationships that are better matched for people with certain personalities. Not that they're right, but there are companies that are out there that use these Myers-Briggs tests to be able to find the right employee for a position because they know that a person with a particular personality type will succeed at that position the best uh, possible. So it's not wrong to be afraid It's not wrong to be afraid of getting a disease and feeling like, oh, I don't want to get meningitis or I don't want to get COVID. I want to get the vaccine. It's not that fear is a problem. It's that false information has been put out there and that fear is propelling the pressure. I'm not going to be able to perform in school. I'm not going to be able to be in this rush for this sorority if I don't have my vaccines. You parents can be the stopping point where that is not a problem for your students. So I want you all to check out NoCollegeMandates.com because they are an invaluable source. If you're a grandparent, make sure your children and grandchildren know about it. It's a group of concerned parents, doctors, nurses, professors, students, and other college stakeholders that are working toward the common goal of ending COVID-19 vaccine mandates for legitimate reasons, of course. And you, you can get on their newsletter. They have so many valuable resources there for you to get access to you can actually go to the list that they have there. They have a list of colleges with mandates and no mandates for COVID-19. They have colleges that never mandated COVID-19 vaccines. They are worthy of being checked out. They're worthy of honor because they stood up against a mass of propaganda. They're very likely hiring different kinds of professors that may be the very kind of professors you want teaching your student. So do not fail to check out no college mandates for that reason. Okay. They have letter campaigns that are already there for you to download. For example, let's say you have an athlete that is going off to college. They have a letter to the NCAA and college athletic directors that are revised on the CDC guidance. And it's their fourth campaign that they have online right now. They have their third campaign up there as well. And their second one. So Everything that they've done to fight against the athletic situations. Uniquely, even in my daughter's very conservative college, she lived with several softball players. She used to play softball in high school. And these NCAA players were very fretful about my daughter's roommate when she came down positive for COVID. And they wanted to push my daughter out of the apartment because. She lived in the same room with the COVID positive person, but my daughter had already had COVID in 2020. And the NCAA had mandated that these softball players could not be around people who had been positive or around people who had been positive like my daughter had been. And my daughter was quite strong and said, no, actually, there's no rules for me. I'm not sick. I don't have COVID. I'm not worried about it. I'm not going anywhere. If you have rules, you can go. And the college stood by her to say the same thing that, yes, yeah, the NCAA that's making you have to do that. So um, I want you to go to my listening of the softball player that I interviewed and she how much she lost over her vaccine, what happened to her body and the severe issues that happened to her medically. You can go to Nurses Out Loud on AmericaOutloud.com and look under my name and look at her interview. Listen to her interview. It was quite impressive. They have exemption resources for you. You are not alone. They have Peggy Hall, the Healthy American there, and several other people, including the wellness company that you can get access to through America Out Loud and America Frontline Doctors is also on there helping people get the necessary documents to avoid the mandates that your colleges might be doing. You do not have to fight this by yourself. There are people out there and there are legal resources already avail- available to you. If you want to have a, you know, a group of people that are giving you quite a bit of pressure, just simply call one of the law firms that are on nocollegemandates.com. I also have a list of lawyers they're brave people ready to fight for you. They know what the guidelines are and what the constitution has to say about that. And very likely the college um, authorities that you are listening to do not have the knowledge that these lawyers have access to. So be sure to go to that link as well. Dr. McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough also interviewed the founder of No College Mandates. And I'll put the link to that in my show notes. You can have that to listen to as a resource as well. It's an invaluable resource. So be sure to check that out as well. I've had several people say to me, Michelle, I'm just don't, my personality is not like that. I just feel like it's hard for me to fight these kind of battles. I don't know what to say to people. Sometimes people are saying to me, you know, what do I say in the face of, you know, being surrounded by people with masks? And I just want to encourage you to, at least say something. I want you to ask them, you know, do you feel like you have to wear that mask? Is somebody making you wear that mask? Are you wearing it because you are afraid? And what are you afraid of? You know, your checkout clerks are your captive audience. You can please ask them questions. If they don't have a mask on, you still have an opportunity to probe their mind and find out some things that they may think that, and you may have something to share that they've never heard before. Hey, are you in college? Oh, does your college require you to get the COVID vaccine? Did you get the COVID vaccine? If you don't mind me asking, you don't have to tell me. I always say that, but I say, but did you? And I try to get information out of them. Did you have any problems with it? Do you know that there's help out there for people who've had vaccine injuries? I will give them my card if they did have an injury. Did anybody you know get harmed by the COVID vaccine? Do you know of anybody out there that died from COVID? Do you know what they died from COVID? I just ask questions and I probe people. And, you know, I'm a Southerner. So I guess they say that a lot of Southerners are more prone to be talkative and friendly and sociable, but I wouldn't say that's necessarily true. My husband's a Southerner and that's not his personality at all. He's he, he I would say he's more Southern than I am. But we've both been raised in Georgia, even though we've spent some time in other states throughout our adult life, but it is not necessarily true that that's what it is. You can be a friendlier person. I think the world is in need of friendlier people. Giving the smile to the checkout clerk, giving them an encouraging word. You may be the only person who actually gives an encouraging word. If they're of college age, it's worthy to have this conversation with a checkout clerk about nocollegemandates.com. And I'll even say, hey, do you may write that down for you, okay? Or open your phone. Why don't you follow this person on Instagram and find out, or follow me and DM me, and I'll make I'll make sure they follow me right then and there so that I know that I can reach out to them and that I don't lose contact with them. Okay. And I like people, so I don't mind giving out my information. My information doesn't give out my full identity. It just gives out nurse Michelle. So you may want to give something that's generic. You can give out nurse Michelle's contact information as well and say, go to Instagram and you can learn a lot more there if you want them to do that. But if you see a masked person. mass and you're in a situation where you can ask the question, ask them those hard questions and let them answer it. And if you don't know that the Brownstone Institute did successfully put up some wonderful documents out there for about 150 medical research about masks that are old and new regarding the lack of efficaciousness of those vaccines for, I'm sorry, not vaccines, but the masks for preventing COVID. So they Some people just need a wake up call and say, hey, let me give you this link real quick. I've got it saved in my notes on my phone and you can do that. I happen to have an app called Boards, B-O-A-R-D-S, and I store um, a million things in there that I can easily answer questions with and drop to people in a text really fast. And you can get that for free yourself, but um, you can just save things in your notes as well. And I just wanted to encourage each of you to do what you can, because it's up to each of us, honestly, to save the next generation. There is so much craziness. I saw a commercial going through my Instagram that said, in my generation, which is I'm more than half of a hundred years old, Wonder Woman was what we all watched on television. But this generation wonders what a woman is, right? And right now, I think it's called the Daily The Daily Wire is offering the movie, What is a Woman for Free? If you never saw that, you definitely want to see that. And it would be encouraging to let your college age and high school people watch that with you as well. There's a lot of tumultuous things going on in our society. Let's all do what we can to have some conversations with people in your Bible study groups, in your Sunday school groups, in your social groups, in your churches. Have the hard conversations. Talk about the mandates, how it's affected the college. If there's a college ministry within your church, you need to make sure that your college ministries are aware of NoCollegeMandates.com and that the conversations are being uh, happening with the college-age kids. They are in major seasons of their lives where major decisions are being made. Relationships are being formed during this time where people are picking out mates for their future. There's a lot to be said about the impact of the COVID vaccine on the vaccinated. You know, is that something that the youth need to be having conversations about with each other? Am I going to be dating somebody who has been vaccinated? Am I going to specifically be trying to find somebody who isn't vaccinated? So these are things that are unique to this generation. And I happen to have three kids who graduated in 2020. So they are part of the COVID generation. Their brains are going to look at things differently because of that influence that's happened to them. So for you that are older out there, you have great value. You you have a gray hair of splendor and the wisdom of years and use this opportunity to share and impart your opinion in a way that your grandchildren can hear it and people at the checkout can hear it. People in your church can hear it. Let them know that there are things happening that you don't approve of and you hope doesn't happen and tell them why you hope it doesn't happen because we need all of our voices speaking. I recommended a couple of movies to you all for the summer from last week, but this week I watched a movie on Amazon called Plan A. I would encourage all of you to watch it because it is a Nazi story about World War II. Watch it. It does ask you, what would you do in a certain circumstance that the Jewish people faced Um, We have, you know, we have to make the truth known that it's a part of our history that we need to make sure is known. Right now we can speak freely. So say what needs to be said, please, as much as you can. So things stay the way that they were once upon a time and they don't progressively get worse. I know just how much censorship has happened since 2020. Personally, it can get worse if we do not act and speak and try to stop it from happening. Again, we are in a war for truth. And Nurses Out Loud is in the business of trying to make the truth known. And we encourage each of our listeners to do the same thing, to be brave, be courageous, and say the things that need to be said because we want you to make an impact in your community so that things continue to improve and get better and not decline from where we have been so until next week make that truth known it's time and then-